0: To down miffed to dunk. Yeah. Um, miffed and peeved. Miffed and peeved. That's a way of saying like you're angry or you're mad. Don't be miffed and peeved. Miffed. Don't be miffed and peeved. Oh, the <laughs> miffed
1: I, and I know i in the real world. It's a real, it's a real It's, it's,
0: a, it's real. It. a real one. I don't use it, but it's. <laughs> Not real. in your vocabulary. Down to dunk. Yes. This is Stephen Adams. Don't be miffed and peeved. No, you can't be miffed and peeved. Sorry. This is Stephen Adams. You can't be miffed and peeved because you're listening to Down to Dunk. Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schleck. We are part of CLNS Media, DailyThunder.com, and featured on Dash Radio at 5 o'clock Central Time. And with me today, I have the winner of our draft challenge and my good friend, Michele Bear. Michele, what's up?
1: Yes, I won. I don't (laughs) have to wear any KD stuff yeah i have so i have so
0: much like at the back of my closet because i saved i just saved it just because you know in like 30 years when i'm an old man i can tell my kids about kevin durant i'm not ready to tell my kids about kevin durant right now actually if i am it's all negative (laughs) but i could tell i could come back to positive memories of him later Um, but I've got a lot. And so, uh, I will be taking pictures and posting them on Twitter soon of myself. I have a, what I'll probably wear is a, I have a Kevin Durant Jersey and also a hat that says Durant 35 on it. And I'll probably wear both and I'll look miserable. So,
1: (laughs) No, you have to look, you have to make picture when you look actually happy. So that was like you, not a part of the deal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, can I can I at least pick the spots in OKC? Um, you, e- you need to do one near the arena, not not like very close, but like okay. it has to be on the background. <laughs> you have to you have to dare to go there
0: <sighs> okay what's the timeline on this how when do i need to have this posted
1: oh i don't care i don't care okay. i want the best results i don't i I don't care about time
0: all right this week i'll be posting how many pictures did we say three. Three, three, three. okay this week i'll be posting three pictures with me wearing kevin durant gear on twitter and you guys can feel free to make fun of me as much as you'd like
1: um oh uh, Do do I need to quickly uh, recap uh, the the draft game and the score or shall we like pretend that it never happened?
0: Uh, I prefer to pretend that it never happened and people don't know how poorly (laughs) poorly I did. We can post them online is what we could do. We'll post them on Twitter and that way we can save you from the misery of me being horrible. Um, I do want to talk about, the players that the Thunder selected, and then we can talk about the draft overall. Yep. Um, but the Thunder chose three wings, mm-hmm. which I was happy about. And at that point in the draft, I, I don't really care who the wings are, just as long as you mm-hmm. chose three, you know, three wings that have potential. And I think that's kind of what we got here. Uh, and uh, Hamadou Diallo, Kevin Hervey, and Devon Hall, uh let 's start with diallo he he 's pretty interesting he 's a crazy athlete uh he 's a freshman he 's nineteen years old um, What are your thoughts on him because i think he 's interesting but he 's also i mean he 's the guy that i pegged on the dream team as a thunder player before the draft and here he is a thunder player what are your what are your thoughts on him
1: i think that if Diallo declares himself last year he's in a Thunder jersey. Like, I'm I'm convinced that Preston... Oh, at 21, you mean? Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, they, yeah. That they take yeah. him at 21. Interesting. Yes, yeah. yes. that was the promise to me. And um, there were rumors that a team made a promise to the Allo. And at the end, probably his camp decided that a promise at 21 is not enough. And they wanted to have another go at it a real go at it at Kentucky um which which probably end up being end end up costing him a few millions at least um so I I like what I see in Diallo because he he's really really the prototype physically the prototype of a shooting guard he can jump he's coordinate um he's not very refined uh as a like well that's an understatement he's raw as an offensive player Mm -hmm. uh, and you can you can see when he moves on the court that he's thinking where to go and he knows like a few movements like the cut um to get the ball at at the free throw line or the one to go in the corner full stop so there's there's a lot to do with him offensively but to me he has the potential to be a prototype of a 3 and D player and since he doesn't really know much about like offensive movements and all this stuff um you can teach him i don't know how much he will retain it will be clear like in a year or two but i really really like the pick because like at least the Allo profiles as an elite athlete. Even if um, the combine of last year was actually better than the one uh, that he did this season, he's still in the elite of the of the role for sure.
0: Yeah, he. I I love the pick, and mm-hmm. I don't know. We don't know what they're using to acquire it yet. Cash considerations, a future second round pick, maybe yeah. a combination of the two. Uh, yeah, likely. And so. I love the the risk of getting him because at this point, if the Thunder can keep Paul George, they need to have wings. Like you have to have it's, wings to put around these guys if you're going to compete, and you need to hit on a cheap wing at some point. And the Thunder have been really frustrating in the past because they'll take they've taken like a Mitch McGary in the first round. Uh, the Josh Huesa pick was fined because he was a wing, but still. It was a reach at that spot, but there's no reaching in the 40s and 50s in the second round. There's no reaching at all. And so you're just taking guys that, you know, like a Kevin Hervey is super interesting. Devon Hall is a guy that played in college forever, can shoot it, has some leadership abilities that you feel like, you know what, if he can compete at an NBA level, like the dude can play. And then Diallo is an upside swing. He's a freshman. He's got crazy athleticism. Can we teach this guy how to shoot the basketball? if you can teach him how to shoot, then you have yourself a player. Yeah. And so Diallo to me is interesting because he has the confidence of a guy that can play on the offensive end and Mm -hmm. showed in, he showed flashes of a guy that can really play. And then overall he showed a guy that lacks offensive ability a lot, (laughs) but he, but he did show flashes and if he can learn and develop, and if he can learn from, if Paul is back, I think Paul is a great person for him to learn from. Obviously, Russell as well. Uh, but, you know, Abrinas and Ferguson and those guys, if, they, if he can work with those guys and learn how to shoot the three and become a competitor, like, he's a, he's a guy that can turn into a three-and-D player And he's kind of plug and play because his athleticism is crazy and he plays. He's a great transition player. And if he can learn how to just hit a corner three, I mean, it's easily a steal in this draft. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, again, right now, offensively, he knows like two movements. And he will not shoot it from day one. Like he's, he's not that his mechanic is not compact. Uh, but he has like a two hitches: one um, just above the shoulder, and another one when the ball is uh, over his head. So they need to work on the mechanic right now, uh, in my opinion, because it's not set, and so you can really try to to do something about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But 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 with those uh, legs and feet, there's. A lot that you can do, um, like like when you have elite athleticism and he's really elite, um, in the he's in the ballpark of Zaire's meat. Like yeah. there's no no real difference. He's even bulkier and taller. Right. So there is a lot that you like uh, athletically uh, from Diallo, um, and like Calipari Kalip- says that he's a good kid, uh, he's a worker. So. If he goes in the gym, uh, with Russ at 6 a.m. every single day next season, who knows? I hope, uh, that they will keep him around from day one, uh, with one of the 15 spots because he has to do much like the majority of the workouts with the team. Um, I, I hope that, um, yeah, I'm not sure they will. Well, they need, they need like cheap roster spots. So if it's the, the idea, at least. I think he
0: makes a lot of sense to make the roster for everything you just said. Like, Let's get him in here. He's got, he's a raw athlete. And if he, if he will work, then he will play for the thunder. I and mean, that's how it's, mm-hmm. that's how it's been for all these guys. Like Perry yeah. Jones, Jeremy lamb didn't work. They're not on the thunder anymore. Andre Robertson worked and worked and worked and he never became the offensive player that they wanted him to be. But he became an elite defensive player because he had that he already had that going for him. And he learned a lot. Like Robertson yep. wasn't an elite defender when he came into the league. He was good and he had the length and the athleticism. He had all those things. He had the foundation, but they made him into an elite defender. And so it I mean, it's gonna be up to Diallo what he wants to be. And again, temper expectations. He's a second round pick. All these guys are it's more than likely that these guys won't be playing for the Thunder here in a few years, but if they hit on one of these guys, Diallo, Hall, or Hervey, then the Thunder have done something great, and they have a wing that they chose in the second round that's super cheap. And that's it's tough to find, but if you do it, it's incredibly valuable to your franchise.
1: C- can I read the measurements of Diallo? Because they are kind of interesting. Yeah, please do. Uh, body fat... Whoa! So when you show up, when you show up in that kind of like physical shape, it means that you work, period. Um, Then you have like lengthy hand, like 8.75 inches, uh, nine uh, inches of hand width. So he has big hands. He's 6'5", basically without shoes and 6'11.5 wingspan. So we, we, like, he has like a plus seven almost wingspan, wow, and which is like an incredible, incredible measurement uh, for a guy like that. So, I mean, he, he, he really fits the prototype of a great wing in the NBA. Um, and I mean, if, he, if you can teach him at least how to defend in year one and then how to, as you said, make a corner tree, then you have a player.
0: No question. Uh, let's go to the next player. Let's go to Devon Hall. Did you watch any film on him? Yeah.
1: What yeah. are your thoughts on Hall? Uh, I mean, can I give him the feet of the yellow and <laughs> make like a fusion <laughs> of the two? He he's really slow. Like yeah, he, he he can shoot it. He he has balance. He can move um, off screens. Uh, like he's very very intelligent both on defense and offense but like in every um uh, like measurements at the combine or or even the eye test is that the guy is slow he's not athletic enough um and like these guys can work because the shooting is lights out like if you give him space he will hit it and unless he's like the first game of the March Madness, but right. uh, in the other occasions, uh, he will probably, uh, shoot it and, and hit it. Um, we have to, we have to see how, how difficult is the, the transition, uh, defensively, um, for him, because like, you, you have to, you have to be really, really intelligent and move, um, in a perfect way, if you want to find space in the NBA without being an elite athlete. And so that's that's my main question. The other the other stuff, I mean, he's smart. He can play, he can play even the point. And so uh, technically and like you, everything checks out, but the feet are slow, like crazy slow.
0: So like his best case scenario is like a backup point guard Anthony Morrow.
1: Yeah, something like that. Or well, there are, there are guys like Wayne, Wayne Ellington is not an elite athlete. Yeah, like he's not elite. He's a crazy good shooter, and and Harvey can and Hall can become like a crazy good shooter. What I'm saying is, you he has to be perfect in terms of movements and team defense to be effective. Yeah, and I like
0: Wayne Ellington's awesome, but it took mm-hmm. him a long time. Yes. to find a team that could use yes. them correctly. And it took them a long time to learn how to just, here are the things that I do well, and I'm only going to do those. <laughs> and that's
1: it. exactly. And, 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 I'm being, and I'll be like perfect at them. Right. <laughs> Nothing and it's, short of perfection.
0: Right. And it's so rare that a guy figures that out, as a, a second round pick figures that out, in like the first few years of their career. Like, those guys typically have to bounce around. And and honestly, what it takes is the perfect coach. I think that Spolstra is probably the perfect coach for Ellington. Yes. And is Billy Donovan the perfect coach for Devon Hall? I don't know. I think, I think honestly, Billy Donovan's the perfect coach for Corey Brewer. Like, he became an actual player for this team when he was a bio candidate, That couldn't even play for the Lakers and when he did he was terrible like he was truly awful for the Lakers he couldn't shoot it he turned the ball over all the time he was really bad and the expectations when he came in were so low but then when he became a Thunder player under Billy Donovan and probably some of that has to do with that he coached him in college and I get that but I I think that there are players that Billy can get to and that he understands and I'm not sure that Devon Hall is that guy but I I feel like Diallo could be that kind of guy because he yeah. has a lot of, and there's even, there was an article written where it talked about like his potential is like a Corey Brewer type player that creates chaos can maybe hit a shot every once in a while kind of guy. Um, but I don't know, maybe Billy can get through to one of these guys and yeah. that, that is a huge thing. And a lot of people, there's a lot of people that don't believe in Billy Donovan period, but if I've seen Billy be a good coach I've seen him do a lot of great things. I've seen him do some questionable things as well. But can he get through to Diallo, Hall, or Hervey? And I don't know the answers to that. But if he can, then you're talking about a hit on one of these guys.
1: Yeah, and, and to be honest, the, the best part of Billy being, or Billy's staff, be coaching the Thunder the last um, couple of seasons, uh, it's that they actually develop Guy. Yeah. So so Jeremy went, From being like a guy to be like a starter, maybe for this team. And Ferguson picked up. That's a
0: great point. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Like, like Ferguson picked up a lot of stuff in one season. Yeah, and I'm eager to see him in summer league uh, because I want to see like firsthand what what he does on the court and. I think that Diallo fits the mold of a guy that is crazy athletic, Mm. doesn't know really a ton of the NBA, uh, basketball, or even like general basketball. And to be honest, like Kentucky is the worst spot for a guy like that because you will not learn anything there. Um, and so maybe Billy can get to, 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 to Diallo. Um, the other two guys, it's hard one because of the physical profile of all Harvey. Played in a in a horrible conference, and so he was playing like right. like five eight guys and blocked them. Thank you, um, <laughs> and, but so I I cannot really uh, measure um, his athletic power because he was playing like basically no one. Right. Um, he, I I well a comparison well or uh, as the ringer says. Uh, he has shades of Luol Deng. Uh, the body type, like a long wing with crazy uh, wingspan, uh, um, uh, that can hit a tree, but the mechanic doesn't look super solid. Um, like he can pin out as a player. Uh, I'm not sure though, because like to com- compare the the Sun belt player to him, uh, it's it's just impossible t- for me. Right. I mean it.
0: He he is not your typical Sun Belt player, but also mm-hmm. the jump from where he's at to the Thunder is massive. And so yeah. there're so many question marks. One the first the very first question mark with Hervey has to be his two ACL surgeries that he's already had. And you have yeah. to look at those and think, Oh man, like he's already behind the eight ball already. Like what's what's gonna happen? Is he like if he has one more, the dude's probably done. And so yeah. in the odds of that happening, like who knows? Like it could happen again. Maybe he's solid, maybe he had two good surgeries, had great doctors, he's ready to go. That's possible. It's very possible. Um, but it's risky. But the guy, the physical profiles, what he did as a rebounder, I think is significant. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he's the school's leading rebounder. I think he averaged over eight rebounds a game at that position. Yeah,
1: something like that. Yeah,
0: and so if he can be a stretch four and slide over to three at times, I mean that's incredibly valuable. Like that's a, the kind of player you're looking for. And he is a physical player. He seems to have a pretty good motor. Mm-hmm. So he can he could do something uh, if he's healthy. And if he can yeah. hit a corner three and if he can, and he wasn't pigeonholed, d- believe it or not at Texas Arlington, he wasn't pigeonholed into <laughs> a specific role. Um, and it's yet to be seen what he would look like as a role player. Cause this dude is not going to come in and be Tracy McGrady like he was at, in the Sunbelt conference. You know, he's going to come in and he is going to be a spot up shooter and a rebounder and a defender. Like that's those are the things that Thunder want from a guy like Hervey, and can can he do that? That's to me that's like health, and then that those are the two biggest questions about him.
1: Yeah, and like again, it doesn't mean anything, but he showed up again. pretty lean at the combine 5.15 body fat. And yeah, that's good. this is, this is usually a good sign. Um, especially if you have like knee problems, you cannot be overweight in right. at any point uh, in your season. And so, as I said, he has a crazy wingspan. So th- those stuff are interesting. And I think that um, the only, the, the other player that I, I really wanted to have uh, the tender to have a try was Rowley Olkins, yeah. but but he dropped in a, in a weird way, and so I think there's something uh, between interviews and medicals that didn't check out, uh, because otherwise he, he was like a top thirty five selections. If some someone had it in the first round. Yeah, and so for him to go undrafted, it means that um, something was particularly wrong either with his medicals or interviews. Did he sign with somebody yet? I think so. I think I read it somewhere, mm, but I don't remember by heart. Mm-hmm. But from the top of my head, so I don't. I don't really know.
0: Yeah, there's also yeah. a player, Sha- mm-hmm. Shake Milton, that a bunch of people liked. He's he's actually yeah. he's actually from Oklahoma. He played at SMU. Um, yeah, six six two oh five. Um, who's kind of interesting. But again, the guys that are in the bottom 10 of the draft, you cannot expect. These are usually forgotten names. You know, I mean, Ghostus Anto Antetokounmpo got chosen because his brother is in the NBA and is awesome. (laughs) And, you know, they they just decided to take a chance on him. Um, But I don't know. I think, I think they chose some interesting players. If, if Hall can figure it out, a la Wayne Ellington, just to shoot mm-hmm. the ball, period. If he can just be a lights-out shooter and get to his spots and not just be destroyed on the defensive end, then you're talking about a player. I think it's a big if for him. Hervey, can he find a role? One. Can he stay healthy? Two. If he does, then you're talking about a nice guy off the off the bench, and then with Diallo, you know can can he learn to shoot it? If he does, then you found somebody. I mean, you have if after if after if with these guys, and you just have to realize that like the Thunder don't didn't necessarily find role players or guys within the rotation the other night. I mean, they just probably they probably didn't, um, but they found some interesting players and can they work out? Maybe we'll see. I mean, that's, yeah. that's it. And we'll probably get to see these guys in summer league, which should make summer league more intriguing. I'm just glad, honestly, just really glad they didn't choose any bigs and that they yeah. didn't choose any point guards. that can't shoot it. And, I'm just, yeah. I'm happy with the selections from there, whether they work out or not. I really, honestly, I don't care. Just, I'm just glad they just they didn't take. You're so down on Dakari. I'm so down on Dakari. I'm out. I, I, I'm no. out the door on Dakari. I think he
1: should be gone. Ta- no,
0: can you talk no. me into Dakari? Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, he stepped in for Steven in four games and he was okay. Like that's yeah. what you actually need need to to do as a backup big when you when your main guy is not there, you don't have to embarrass yourself and try to compete the the best as you can and he actually did pretty well against good players, so I'm not as down as you i mean i I'm out on kristen like like completely out i Wait, hate the player uh if but if you, you didn't you are you are
0: uh, contractually obligated to say that on this podcast so
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but like Dakari Dakari, no, I mean I I I don't think he's a good player. I think that he's a useful body when you have Steven Adams and no other big man and your uh backup is Jeremy Grant. And so to have like a big backup, um it's it's okay.
0: Yeah, I guess my counter is there's a lot of big guys out there that you can go get for nothing.
1: But he didn't he didn't play bad. Like, like you're give right. The guy give the guy a real try. I mean, you know what's the best lineup that played more than 100 possession for OKC? Mm-hmm. The starting unit with Dakari Johnson. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. It's right. plus right, 19. Right. So, I mean, if like if every indication was for him to be like terrible, like melo terrible, uh, then yes. But I, I, I would give him a, like another season to see if he, if he does the same or if he drops or whatever okay. he's cheap he is Sorry. cheap he's
0: 800,000 I probably yeah. give him too hard of a time that's true I just hated at the end of the season that like they had Nick and Dakari like just these what felt like wasted roster spots at the There's end
1: of the Kyle Singler and Kyle Let's get rid of him
0: yeah no kidding this is we are about to enter the season of the Kyle Singler expiring contract and it's going to be very yes. exciting
1: that's great.
0: Uh, okay, if you were to pick one of these three, let's say you had to bet uh How
1: many do Diallo no chance no 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 other chances. okay
0: yeah so what would you what would make you and I agree, like Diallo is my guy too, but I understand him over Hall because hall the lack of athleticism and the size isn't great, I get that. Why would you take Hall over Kevin hervey?
1: Um, that's just the, what I felt watching, watching Herbie. Um, again, it doesn't seem a guy that thinks basketball at a high level. And even if he shoot the ball like marginally better than Diallo, the, the mechanic is not that better. He's mm-hmm. quick. Uh, don't get me wrong. He's, he's quick enough to, to, to let it fly at an NBA level, especially because he's very tall, mm-hmm. but there's nothing that pops. Diallo, there's a few things that you see and you say, okay, when he does a floater, he really, he's really coordinate when he does it in a certain way. And you have to teach him to, to go up straight because when he does it, he always makes a basket or close to always. When he does it out of balance, there's nowhere near. It's it's close to what Jeremy did in the first season. He was completely out of balance, um, probably 80% of the time. But when he was on balance, the ball was going in. And so in the allo, I see similar things uh, that I saw from Jeremy Grant. And so that's why I give him an edge um, because I don't see sparks in Harvey game I see size I see rebounding I see defensive potential but between the injury and the fact that offensively I don't see him carving uh, an interesting role uh, offensively then that that's what makes me choose Diallo
0: yeah no I'm I'm 100% in on Diallo if I'm going in on any of these three just mm-hmm. for all the reasons that you said and he I thought I watched some of his spot up shooting, and what was interesting is that he was either swishing or he was missing horribly. And yeah, so horribly. Yeah. He's, he's got, he just has so much room to grow. And yeah. these other two, it's hard to say that they have that.
1: And there's another tidbit uh, to Diallo. Um, I'll, I'll make a comparison that like no one cares, but I'll make it anyway. Uh, I'm following a team here in Europe that basically got to, uh, up until the finals to go in a pro league. And like after 10 minutes of game game one, they lost their point guard. And this was a team that was shooting 40% uh, from three uh, throughout the season. The last two games, uh, game two and game three, uh, they basically shot like 25%. So Kentucky didn't have a true point guard. Uh, They have like Shea Alexander, which was a good pick and roll player, but not a very good uh, passer. And so for a guy that struggled with shooting, to have a uh, like a shaky point guard that pass the ball one time up, one time down, one time left, one time right is the worst team possible because then it leads to uh, great uh, baskets when when the, ba- when the when when the ball is in the pocket and you have time and you are in rhythm and like awful misses when the ball uh, it's delivered um, wide left or or down. And so I'm not saying it's all uh, Kentucky's point guard fault but if you have a good point guard that can give you the ball in a certain pot, it, it will help for sure.
0: Do the Thunder have a point guard like that?
1: Oh yeah, they have. They <laughs> they probably have one uh, yeah. and they most likely have a good backup that can deliver. When When he's not in the, like, I'm going to score mode, he's yeah. able to deliver as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh I, I think yeah, he's incredibly interesting. I think you brought a really good point up with Billy, is that like a lot of people either think Billy is terrible or like people ask you to defend Billy Donovan, like, ah, like he did good in twenty sixteen playoffs. <laughs> you know, like those are like the things that people say, but what he did with Jeremy Grant this season and what the staff did with Jeremy Grant this season was really extraordinary because yeah. he improved in season. At the beginning of the season, there was a a few segments on Dream Team and on this podcast where it was the segment was called "Is Jeremy Grant
1: good?" and the, the answer was always, "No, like, I don't think he's no good. no no. I, I was against him, uh, yeah, like pretty vo- vo- vocally, and then January happened. yeah, and he was good from there on out. like he was
0: easily one of the five best players on the team oh yeah. Uh, he became a better player than Carmelo Anthony was and more effective NBA being a player. Like maybe he doesn't have as many skills wait, wait, as wait does. Wait, wait, wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. But he's not nearly as good on Instagram or Twitter or no. Facebook
0: as oh, Carmelo. Man. That's a great, we'll have to talk about that <laughs> here in a second. But yes, he, Melo is, Melo wins the off season for the Thunder period. Um, but the, what they did with Grant was huge. And then also, I complained a lot about what they were doing with Ferguson, mainly because I thought last season was so important. And we don't really have time for developing Terrence Ferguson right now, today. But Ferguson got better, too. He got a yep. lot better toward the end of the season, to the point where during the playoffs, I was like, you know what? Maybe give him a try and see what he does. Yeah,
1: yeah, that that, that was... That was how bad uh, other players <laughs> were. Right. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, I know that Billy, uh, like the mellow ben- the, the, like the with the bench, uh, other stuff like Paul George didn't work with the bench and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yes, it's all true. And the fact that after uh, Robertson went down, uh, everything basically derailed from there. Um, but you need to have. When you want to make up for, for an important player, you have to have sacrifice from all the players on the roster. And yeah. like to be honest, um, OKC didn't have that. It, it's not just metal, but it's also metal.
0: Right. Uh, you know you know what's way better than Carmelo Anthony? Yes, I know it. It's, it's Andy. Andy's frozen custard. So I've been there uh, quite a bit. Over the past few weeks, and it's because they have, they still have this right now, and it's their blackberry concrete. Uh, I actually had a listener that came to our um, draft party that went and got it uh, the next day and tweeted about it, and it's so good. You have to go. It's the custard is made fresh hour by hour, and we're not talking about any like vacuum packed blackberries or anything these are fresh blackberries and fresh frozen custard and it's really that good like i would probably be talking about it on the podcast even if andy's wasn't a sponsor and because they are i just really have to tell you to go get it if you have any interest at all even like five percent interest in blackberries and frozen custard go get it and you'll be all in because it is truly that good uh, please go check out Andy's. They are located in Oklahoma City. There's some in Dallas, Missouri, uh, Florida, Phoenix. Uh, so please go check out Andy's Frozen Custard today. It's a just an incredible establishment, very quality, quality frozen custard. It will be the best frozen custard you've ever had in your life. So please support the people that support Down to Dunk and eat at Andy's Frozen Custard. Uh, let's talk about Mellow. And then we'll talk a little bit about Paul George and then let's finish with your, some draft takes. So Mello, and this is funny because like Shams decided that he was going to send out a tweet that said that Mello was opting into his contract. Actually, Shams, like he doesn't opt in to an early termination option. Like it just happens. So
1: yeah, yeah. You don't you don't exercise your,
0: there's no, there's nothing that you do. Like he just, here's what he did. He drank some wine, made some Instagram posts and made 27 and made 28 million dollars. <laughs> that's, that's what happened. Yeah. That's what happened yeah, yesterday. You
1: know, <laughs> yeah, and all the pics, like probably all the pics that I saw, maybe maybe just except one. He's drinking and smoking. So like yes. other players like Miles Turner, like basically work out and post like these workout uh, pics and blah blah. He's basically saying I am not in shape and I don't care. I'm paying, I'm being paid like 27 million and I'll do what I want. That's, that's great. But don't expect like every media or fan or blah, 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 to, to say, oh, well, poor guy, Melo, it's not his fault and blah, blah, blah. Of course, it's his fault. He's not in shape and he's, he, he basically doesn't care.
0: No, he does not care. Uh, and so he had a, f- a few Instagram posts yesterday. So he had one. It appears that he has, a sucker in his mouth mm-hmm. and he's got some shades on he's got a white hat backwards and a big white hoodie and it says oh you mad huh laughing face mm-hmm. emoji take a step back it says quote take a step back comma evaluate comma what is important comma and enjoy life hashtag stay mellow uh yeah. it's really interesting uh I'll, also in the comments uh uh, Andre Robertson says, "Yes, sir." Let's get it. And then Mello says,
1: "My guy, it's showtime." <laughs> okay. So, Wh- whatever. I mean, I mean, whatever. Like, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what to say.
0: And then he has a couple other ones where he writes so you mean to tell me dot 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 never mind hashtag stay mellow and it's him sitting at a table looking like he's a little bit perturbed and questioning something and then there's another one where he looks kind of happy smoking a cigar in in front of a glass of wine and it has like surprise face emoji oh word laughing face laughing face laughing face stay mellow (laughs) Yeah, to, to be honest, I'm
1: just envious of him. Like, I want that wine and cigar because probably these are both awesome. <laughs> and so, uh, Like, I'm just envious. And probably I'll do the same thing if I were him. Um, yeah, but then I, I tweeted a lot about Melo in these few days. And to be honest, I still think there's a small portion of me that still think that if Melo says, okay, just start me, play mm-hmm. me with the bench, and I will not bind if Jeremy closes yeah if that is the case then i will have a serious serious if, okay. if i were Presty, i'm seriously thinking here's the
0: thing the last part is the most crucial part to all of this because this team showed that they can be a good basketball team if dre is healthy and mellows at the four like they that lineup yeah. was awesome were they, were they like a yeah. plus 14 uh when they played together they're good yeah like that's a yeah. good lineup yeah. And Carmelo Anthony does happen to be a part of it. But his value plummets when you get into crunch time of important games and they are targeting him. Like That's when his value dies. But we also don't know what that looks like with Dre in the picture. And so do I want Melo off this team? Yes, I do. I would like for him to be traded. I would like for him to be bought out. I think it would help the team overall. But... Are the Thunder just screwed if he stays? They're not screwed. But Melo's going to have to do something with the I have to play in crunch time minutes. I don't care if he starts. Yeah. I don't care if he plays 25 minutes a game. That's probably fine. But when it comes to closing important games, if he is the if he is the problem, and he's probably not always the problem, but a lot of times he's going to be the problem. If he is. He has to he has to sit, and what yeah. does that look like? I don't know. And also, if he does play for the Thunder, and I still have my doubts as to whether he will be a Thunder player, but if he does play for the oh, Thunder too. Too. next season, um, if they upset him, then he might be more likely to waive his no trade clause to Miami or to whoever else.
1: Yeah, but again, I mean, if you like, it's too early in the stages and. As I said yesterday on Twitter, I mean, him not exercising his ETO, it's not the worst thing for OKC because had him exercise the ETO and Paul George uh, decides to stay, OKC has roughly no way to improve. Right. Like the MLE full stop. Um, If you have a contract, then you can actually try to to get something back for him. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not good. Uh, not not a good contract but maybe a good player like uh 3 days ago uh during draft night Ken baseball which is a good player still a good player uh, the, the Atlanta Hawks were trying desperately to move him uh, alongside uh pick number 3 to 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 get Roy young at 5 so like, why not? Like, Ken Bazemore can help OKC. It lowers the bill for this season. Uh, yes, uh, next season. The, the like the repeater tax will be there uh, if you get uh, if you take a player like Baysmore, uh, but still you can get help and you can lower the will this season. So these kind of trades are there: uh, Schroeder, uh, Batum. Like there is a ton of players uh, with awful contracts where you can get assets uh, if they are like very bad, or you can get at least player that can help that can help next season. Yeah,
0: I think if Paul George decides to stay that I think that they look to move Melo for somebody that can play. Because yeah. if you can find somebody that can come in off the bench and it's fine coming off the bench and contribute big-time minutes to this team, this team can be really good. Because yeah. I, th- I think the starting lineup with Patterson or with Jeremy will be good, period. I think defensively, they'll be awesome. Offensively, I think they'll figure it out. But if you can get a key contributor off the bench then you're talking about a really good team. And so, and, and if Mello were willing to do that, it would be Mello. Like, it would be. If Mello yeah. were willing to be the yeah. sixth man for this team, I would have no problem with that. But I don't think he is. I mean, I, I
1: don't, I know he is not willing to do that. <laughs> no, but again, start him. It's fine. Just start the damn first quarter and the damn third. And yeah. then you go to the bench at minute five, and come back in the early stages of the second quarter mm-hmm. and play with the bench. You play twenty to twenty-five minutes uh, in the in climbing playoffs time. If OKC is lucky, lucky enough to do them, uh, you play twenty. And when there is an, an elite ball on the other side, you just don't play. That should be agreed, like on the first day of training, or like uh, on July first. Yeah. And if Melo says okay. Then you go, but I don't think he will say that. Um, And the no-trade clause—it depends. I mean, um, if if you call Atlanta and they say, "Well, just give us Melo, we will buy him out uh, in no time," and he just go and play wherever he wants, of course he will waive the no-trade clause. It's the same as being bought bought out from OKC. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I am not worried about the no-trade. Yeah, I am not either, and people shouldn't
0: be worried about. There's no trade clause, uh, So there's been a lot of positive reports on Paul George to the Thunder recently. He was seen uh, in an Instagram post at SeaWorld in California with a friend wearing an Oklahoma City hat. Uh, any, any feelings? Because right now all we can go on is like very vague reports from Mark Stein and then feelings that we have in our hearts about Paul George. Do you, do you have any uh, updated guesses? Because we're the next time we talk will be July 2nd. Yeah. And we may or may not oh boy. have something yeah. in place for Paul George, whether it's with OKC, the Lakers, Philadelphia, whoever, Like we might have something to talk about next Monday. Uh, you have any, any thoughts or feelings
1: uh, before the next time we talk? Um, no comment, of course, because we have, uh, as you said, seven days. Um, but, I mean, to me, the, the most interesting report was the one that Sam Emick gave, I think it was on Saturday or um, Sunday morning, uh, when, where he said that um, LeBron's camp is kind of down on the possibility uh, of Paul George uh, teaming up with LeBron. That was kind of interesting. Uh, again, yeah. don't read too much. Uh, it doesn't mean anything. Um as it doesn't mean anything that no, the Spurs this said to the entire world that they will not trade Kawhi to the Western team. It's just like un- like stuff that are said because they want to have better offers. And in this case, probably uh, someone from LeBron's camp said that because they want answers from Paul George's camp. And so there is nothing set on stone, nothing uh, real, um, but still, it may mean that LeBron's camp didn't hear back from Paul George's camp yet, mm. which may or may not be a good thing. Right.
0: Yeah, same Amick tweeted that there's pessimism from LeBron's camp that he's leaving the Thunder.
1: Yeah, yeah. To me, that, that just means that they don't know for sure he will leave, mm-hmm. which... Doesn't mean anything because he he has seven days to decide. But like, say that he doesn't tweet that, and he says there's there's uh, growing comfort in LeBron's camp that that's surely worse.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's we have no idea what any of this means. But as of today, it's looking pretty good for the Thunder. When the, when he sits down, when Paul George sits down with the Lakers, what does it look like then? What if he sits down with the Sixers, whoever is the GM for the Sixers who's running the show there, I don't know. But whoever is, if he sits down with them, mm-hmm. what does it look like then? Those are the real questions. Right now, Paul George can't talk yeah. to anyone. And so yeah, after July 1st, when he's allowed to talk to other teams, when he's allowed to, he can talk to other players right now, um, but when he's allowed to talk to other teams, um, what does that mean?
1: I mean, really? And so, yeah. One question because maybe you remember, I don't remember. Uh but two three seasons ago, well into when when um KD um like two seasons ago uh in 2016 when when he was like uh, around this time. I remember the meetings with the other teams were already set. Is that true or is my memory that Because I remember that he met with OKC around June the 30th or 28th, something like that. But he had already scheduled to be on the Hamptons to get meetings in the first five days. And it was reported. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it was, I think that we all
0: generally felt good about Durant coming back just because of what he had said in the past and the history with the Thunder and all that. But if we look back, like the signs were there.
1: That yeah, he yeah, was yeah, gonna leave. He's hanging out with yeah, Draymond no Green. Camp. Yeah, no camping, OKC, okay, everything moved to Austin right. and blah blah blah. Yeah, it was all weird. And I remember Anthony Slater saying in as soon as the reports of the Hamptons and Austin, he said clearly, Eh, I, I'm not I'm not like fifty fifty anymore. <laughs> Yeah. and that is that is when all went south but anyway, yeah, uh, I don't know uh, there's any reports uh, from labor, uh, from George's camp uh, of meeting set and blah 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 so yeah. who knows yeah, um, it's going to be interesting
0: we're three years in a row, I'm kind of exhausted with the uh, yeah. the summer pre-agencies of <laughs> the thunder but uh, here we are again we could be in a position to have a really exciting or really depressing summer, so uh, just get ready, Thunder fans. Uh, McKelly, I know you don't have much time left, but any overall takes from the NBA draft uh, this past Thursday? I know that you're super excited about Luca being in Dallas.
1: Yeah, I think that Luca um, has one of the best landing spots for him. Uh, I loved uh, Atlanta taking Trey. Um, I I'm not sure who will end up being the best the best prospect. I lean towards. Doncic, um, but I still love what Atlanta did in the draft. Yeah. Drafting Herder, drafting Young. Um, I don't know about Spelman. Um, I'm okay with Phoenix, even if I really think they overpaid for Mikhail Bridges quite, quite a lot. Especially yeah. because they they don't know about Miami. All the contracts that are in place will end up before 2021, right. and so like I mean that season could be the one where high school player. Uh, can be on the draft, so you have the one and done plus the entire high school class, which yeah. means the pick that is in the twenties is likely an average pick number ten. And so, if you if you if you account for that being totally unprotected, makes very very little sense. Um, other notable stuff, I think, well, Boston drafted well. Uh, the Lake, the Lakers, really reached for. Uh, Mo Wagner, and I don't really know why they didn't draft uh, like another wing or so. Um, other thoughts? Uh, I love what Philly did, of course, because, I mean, there's Smith has potential, and if you think he has a three-point shot in the corner with that fearless... Um, uh, say He's fearless, and he has a great athleticism, and he's a great defender from day one. And so... I think that Brett Brown even if he's a coach he did a very very smart thing for the future of that franchise yeah and they get another bite at the apple with that pick exactly exactly no I, I'm, I'm saying just that like it's not like common that the that, that, um, coach that is also a GM in that moment has player like Mikhail Bridges which is the the, the best fit possible with with Philadelphia like it's yeah. just plug and play just shoot it. He's long He's a is a good defender he will probably have played uh, maybe not starter but like bench minute for sure and you you call Phoenix you propose a trade to get like probably the best asset available in that draft and you get a player that might be better in five years than Mikal like a mm-hmm. well, really good job yeah absolutely uh, I
0: like uh, I like What philly did too it's very process oriented with uh with that with that uh pick and with the future pick uh we'll let you go thanks for joining the podcast today you gotta be following McKelly on twitter at mikey barra on twitter follow me at andrew k schlecht follow our show at down to dunk again thanks so much to everyone that came on thursday night to the draft party we met a lot of great people our listeners are just the best period. You guys are amazing. So thanks again to all of you. If you haven't left us a five-star review, please take the time to do that today. It will take you just a few minutes, I promise. If you you have an iPhone, probably less than that. Just stop on your lunch break. If you're on the train or wherever, leave us a review. That helps us out a lot. It's a free way to help us out. Go eat some Andy's frozen custard. Uh, It's worth every bit of your money and time as well. Uh, Thanks again for listening. We appreciate all of you guys uh, just taking the time out of your day to listen to us talk about the Thunder and about the NBA. Talk to you guys again Wednesday with Alex Spears.